Welcome to Conscious Communication, the podcast that can help you improve your company's culture and better your team's communication, helping you build more significant relationships. Now here's your host, Philip Bogolub. I have the privilege and honor of talking with Matt Murray, an easy name that I can pronounce and never screw up. Matt is the blue collar king. I love that. And when I said king, a blue collar king, I, I was thinking something from Seinfeld. I don't know if you watch Seinfeld where uh, it was like, I'm the king. I'm the king. I was like, no, it's not the right guy. <laughs> he is consciously communicating through the understanding that you are the transformative and inspirational force to your success or failure. He is also the founder and CEO of Evolution Mechanical Incorporated. And of course, Blue Collar King Coaching. Matt, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today and talk more about conscious communication. So let's do it. It sounds and you, fun. And you do it. You definitely do it. So I'm going to ask you right off the top, what was that serendipity, that accident, that coincidence that happened in your life that you you are where you're at now? I know there's a lot of stories and a lot yeah. of things you can think of. What's the first thing that comes to mind that got you to where you are now? Yeah. So, um, you mean with regard to like coaching or where I'm at on my entrepreneurial well, the whole journey, thing, you know, HVAC sure. and what you're doing in the coaching yeah. and just the, you, everybody's got to go to his website. It's a very cool website. It's very straightforward. But anyway, tell me what that inspiration was. It said, Hey, go this way, go this way. And you said, okay, fine. I'll go that way. And that's how you yeah. became where you are. Yeah. So love it. So I, I grew up blue collar, blue collar family. Parents worked in a grocery store. Mom was a checker. Dad was a meat cutter. Dad was always wrenching on stuff in the garage, fixing cars, doing side jobs, this and that. So grew up blue collar. I got the blue collar bloodline, if you will. And in 1997, I was invited to a to an interview with a family friend who owned an air conditioning contracting company. And that was how I got into air conditioning, what we call HVAC, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And that's where I started like officially in the trade was in 97. I worked for the company for six years. It was a rather large company, a union shop out of LA, and we did service maintenance, retrofit and construction. And unfortunately, the company got in trouble, got into some really big construction projects that went over budget. And long story short, they they had to close the company down and we all got laid off in June of 2003. So that's when my side job started. It was in, was in 2003. I didn't really go off on my own by design. It was kind of by default, a little bit of survival. And then one thing just led to the next. I got, you know, one side job turned into two and two into four. And the rest is history. As the story goes, I'm, I, I tell everyone I'm still on my summer side job here 20 years later. And it, it never it never ended. It just kept going and going and going. So yeah. it's been 20 years on my summer side job. I now have over 40 employees and I've started two HVAC refrigeration companies, and I now have the Blue Collar King, which is my passion. I love coaching. I've been doing coaching and personal development work within the framework of my own companies for a long time. And the next thing for me is I wanted to go out and, and help others help others grow. So I really love to coach. I'm hyper. I'm a hyper. You know, visionary. I see things analytically. I'm good at motivating people and helping them figure out problems. So I decided to go out and, and help others grow and build their kingdoms, if you will. I, I love it. Uh, and like I said, I like the idea of blue collar king and you're the, you're the king of, of, of your castle. You're the king of the person that's doing what they're supposed to be doing and yeah. what it's meant to be. That's why I always ask with the serendipity, coincidence, accidents, because sometimes you fall into it and you don't even know it. And then after you're like, wait a minute, I, I'm doing this. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this. 
And what I like about, and the reason why you're on the show was not because you're doing HVAC, is because you're doing something in a niche. You're doing something slightly different than everybody else's. And you're teaching your passion to other companies within your industry. And, and I'm assuming other industries too. I'm sure you've sure. coached other industries. Yeah. How that passion can lead to success. So yeah. when, when you've done, now how long has the Blue Collar King been around? So I launched that a year ago. So I started the brand and I don't, I don't remember how I came up with it. Actually. I think it was a friend or family friend or someone. And they're like, you're like kind of the king of what you're doing. You should like, just <laughs> call yourself the blue collar king. Okay. And at first I'm like, that's corny. Like what? <laughs> why? No. It like, it didn't work for me. You know what I mean? Like it had to yep. grow on me. And then it kind of did. I kind of started thinking like kingdom mindset and serving God and building business kingdoms and helping people be the kings and, and queens of their own kingdoms. I'm like, oh my gosh, this works. I like yes. it. I can, I can make this work. So it all like everything kind of fell into place. So yeah, that's how that came to fruition. Well, I mean, it's because this is a spiritually based show and we talk Love about it. God all the time. And it's really important to know that, you know, those serendipities, that's why I asked that question, the serendipities, the accident coincidence, one of those things happen and you just didn't think about it going into HVAC, but suddenly people come across in your life if you're plugged in the right way and you're at peace and you're doing your prayer or meditation, whatever you do for yourself, yeah. I do a lot of prayer meditation and suddenly things happen to you because you're relaxed. You're not stressing out about the outside world going, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was telling somebody in an uh, uh, interview last week on the show that in um, 1929, when the depression happened, mm -hmm. not everybody went broke. JC Penny, Woolworth, all these people became millionaires. Right. Now, I'm not saying that th that was a good thing, but we're always going to some kind of economic whatever. And if you want to be that way, you'll be that way. But I don't want to react to what's going on in the outside world because it's very negative. And that faith and belief that you have a purpose and something that you can do in your life that goes above and beyond what you are aware of is always exciting to me. I was, I was uh, sharing with Matt earlier about the, the musical happening now. And, and this is going to take a while, I'm learning. And I said, I'm the scaring the living blankety blank out of me. And we both <laughs> smiled and we almost said at the same time, goes, that's a good thing. And that's true. I'm not saying yep. being terrified. I'm not saying you go out and, and refinance your home and go broke or do something ridiculously stupid. You take your time. Talk to your wife, your family, your friends. I'd rather have one positive person in my life than 100 people around my no a noose on my neck bringing me down, constantly yes. saying, you can't do this. You can't. Because I'm sure you came across people when you lost your job and this started happening, even though you're doing that, the, side, the sidekick gig, you're still doing it 20 years later. I'm sure people came by and said, Matt, you're not, it's not going to work. For sure. hundred percent. And it was, you know, people close to me. I think it was even my mom at one point was like, oh my gosh, no, what are you doing? Like, why, why, you know, why would you do that? Go. And she had, and they actually, by that point, they had had their own businesses and maybe they weren't doing so well. And that's probably what maybe drove her to say that. But it's, it seems like people that are closest to us, like family or friends, they're the ones that, that want to like pull you down the most. You know what I mean? But then yeah. you find other people that have maybe some purpose in their life and some faith in their life, and they believe in you. And it's really amazing how powerful words are. And you can, you can empower people and unlock people by just telling them, you know what? I believe in you. I believe you can go accomplish this mission. I know it's scary, and I know it's something you've never done in your life, but you can do it, and I believe in you. And that right there, when someone else you know gives you that, it, it, that that freedom it almost like it unlocks you and it gives you ability to grow wings and fly 
it can, you know, it can be very empowering. And that's what I love doing is helping people unlock their greatness. When I was, um, and you know, but forcing, if you try to force something to work, whether you have the positive people or not, you want to have the positive people as you possibly can. And I think family members, it's interesting you mentioned that. I think it's because they love you mm-hmm. and they don't want you to fail. Right. It's an honest emotion, not yeah. realizing they just want you to be safe and happy. They don't want More you to of a take- a safety thing than it right. is a and, thing. and it's perfectly understandable because you want that, but you also want to be able to, uh, to I don't know if say take a chance or a risk. If it's something you're really good at and you know you, you can, uh, when I got laid off many years ago for one of my jobs in the medical field, big, big Fortune 500 company, I had six hospitals, because this is a number of years ago, I don't do it anymore. They called me up while I was out of a job and said, you want to come service my equipment? And I was servicing CT scanners, x-ray uh-huh. machines, highly technical. So it's like, I don't have liability insurance. Bang. At the time, you'll get like a million dollars, like 500 bucks or something. And I, I don't know what it is anymore. But I was like, somebody said, oh, I even know a guy. And I ended up doing six hospitals for like eight months before I found another job. And then after I said that job, I was still doing that for eight years after that with this equipment because it started aging and I, uh-huh. they had me do all the service i had the insurance i had the tools i had the knowledge because what i realized then is you're not being hired by x company the x company is just supporting you to give you your money and your pension your plan whatever that is you're getting your payments and you yeah. know but they're really hiring you and it's a great thing so people just picked up the phone and mad i want you mad i want you yeah but i can't mad i want but i can't yeah but so you, it just built up, and I, I love that idea because there was there was six of them at the most that I had at one a particular point, and I wasn't making a ton of money, but I saved a decent amount of money at the time to put at the time to put down some money on a house. But and that is a long time ago. But the whole idea is take advantage of the little things, the little serendipities, the little I call them God winks, the little winks that happen to you. And again, you got to be smart about it. You want the people in your life. If Matt and I were buddies, I go, Matt, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking of doing this and this and this. And you go, well, Phil, that's great. But I thought you were surrounding yourself with the Ajanoi thing, with the, with the soul knowledge, with everything, the spiritual mm-hmm. side. Now you're going off and you're painting houses. What, what is it? You know, you're great. I love you, man. You're a best friend of mine, but that's kind of stupid. That's what I want to hear. I yes. want to hear people criticizing, me, not criticizing. I want people to tell me wrong direction, bad music, bad song, bad idea, or good idea, but do this different. Yep. And there's really, I mean, how many people have, do you have in your, you don't have like a hundred of them. I know I've got about four or five really good, positive mindfulness type people I deal with. How many people do you have in your life, uh, including your family and friends that you think you can depend on going, Hey, da 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 da. what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. So for me, what I did about, about 2017, 2016, after I kept hitting ceilings in my core business that I originally started, I went out and started searching. I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've got to get some help. Clearly, I don't know what I'm doing running this business. I'm hitting the ceiling. We make money and we lose more. We make money and we lose more again. So it was just, you know, rags and riches over and over and over again. So I decided to go out and expose myself. I got with a peer advisory board called Vistage. I started going to monthly meetings. Then I hired a, an executive coach that I worked with for for about four or five years on a one-on-one basis. And I started going to mastermind and seminars and just exposing myself, learning, reading about everything, business systems, tactics, strategies, leadership, mindset, emotional intelligence. I mean, all kinds of stuff, right? So now 
I have, you know, my tribe, if you will, my, my network is, is strong to quite strong because I made a big investment there, putting myself in the right rooms and finding uh, the right people. Now I have a few, you know, coaches and mentors and close friends now that I, that I work with, but I have people in my corner that will tell me the truth. Probably the, the one coach that I hired, who's now a friend of mine and also wrote the foreword on my book, John Whalen. He, in about 2018, 2019, I hired him to do some deep one-on-one work and he brought me the most amount of truth and reality as fast as you possibly could with zero filter, zero care for my emotions, but absolute care for me, my family, my future, my employees and everything. He brought an atom bomb of, (laughs) of truth on me that I absolutely needed where I was at at that point in my life. And it put me into a pivot that changed, you know, the trajectory of my future forever. So it's, you need people like that in your corner that will tell you the truth, not give you these sugar coated comforting lies. If you will, we need people that are going to be real with us because we can't grow. Right. If people are just BSing us and not telling us the fact. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going somewhere in, in February to, for a business conference with somebody I met uh, a year ago and we're going to spend, he goes, why don't you just come down? Not going to charge you. I said, we've been masterminding together for oh, about a year. Why don't you just come down? Then you can take a little mm-hmm. vacation when you're down here. I'm like, okay. And it's like, we'll get it working. You want this and this, I'll help you. Yep. There, you know, and I'm just starting out. I mean, I used to be in the corporate world most of my life and I've been doing this for about eight years, but it took me years, several of those years to build up some money. I did side contracts to build up to mm-hmm. buy computers and technology and guitars and, and all this other stuff and come up with the, the belief system and the philosophy and blah, blah, blah. You know, it takes time. And that's one thing that I want to share with the audience about that thing of you're a millionaire overnight or you're going to be successful overnight. You went through trials and tribulations. Share some. I know you just did, but share yeah. some more because I, people just don't, they, they have this thing, you know, they see the internet or I call it the yeah. idiot box and they look yeah. at the idiots the idiots say, you can make $500,000 doing speaking in some yeah. country you've never heard of. I'm like, or whatever. You know, yeah. share with the audience that the trials and tribulations, some of the other things, or maybe some good stories that you can, you can carry across with that. Yeah, for, for sure. So this is what I tell everybody, right? I do coaching and people call me and they, everybody wants the magic pill. Like you said, on the internet and on social media, everyone wants the get rich quick scheme. Right. And I, I hate to break the news to you and the audience, but Uh-oh. there's just not one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I spent over a million dollars on my personal development and my education and my mindset and my business tactics and leadership and strategy. And I did not find the magic pill. The one thing that I found is that it's going to take hard work. It's going to take consistency. It's going to take a process, a proven path and a proven process. And it's going to take you being self-aware, right? Because we can't grow until we come to realize humility and being real and humble with ourselves and actually seeing and accepting where we are because we can't get to where we're going if we don't currently know where we're at truthfully. So it's a work game, right? And these, you know, yes, you can make $500,000 speaking, but you first have to be an expert in the field of, you know, of that you're going to be speaking about. Like, like for me to think, you know, I'm an HVAC blue collar guy. If I was going to go speak or think that I'm going to become a speaker and speak to artists or people that play 
you know, guitars or music or records or whatever and make $500 doing that, that would be foolish for me to think. I'm not an expert in that field, right? Right. Right. So, but I could certainly get on stage and talk about how to build eight figure, you know, service businesses and how to grow and change your mindset and become a, you know, a, a purpose driven leader that I can speak and probably make 500 grand on stage doing, right. but only because I've, I've done the magic pill of 20 years of repetition. Yeah. That's yes. the magic pill, right? Yes. The magic pill is years and years and years and years of discipline. That's right. the magic pill. Well, I, again, it goes back to, you know, I did this, started this about eight years ago and I didn't know, I was an engineer in the medical field. I thought I'd retired this company. Some big company bought it up and managed to screw it up. And I knew, could see the writing on the wall. And one yeah. day my wife, you know, it's like, you're not, I wasn't sleeping and I loved my job. I travel all over the world supporting this medical device. She goes, why don't you just do your dream? You know, I go, how? Well, the kids are growing up out of the house. Yeah. Do it now. You're not, it's not like you're going backwards in time. You're going forward. And, yeah. and, and it, it doesn't happen overnight. I, 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 like I said, I build up a little nest egg. I tried to figure it out. I, I'm working with this one mentor guy that I'm going to see, like I said, in February. I, I didn't talk to him for like four times when he was trying to talk with me outside. Cause I thought he was full of garbanzo beans because I don't trust anybody on the internet. Because, you know, I'm a brain surgeon, I'm a garbage man, I'm a this, I'm that. I'm like, what do you, you don't do all that crap. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because there is no magic pill. You There's know, not. when people are, I, I'm doing my uh, um, communication system, Vaginoi, my, my philosophy and beliefs of local health club here every month. And I just started my first, I'll be starting my first meditation class next month that I do. Nice. And, and it's because I'm health club for the mind and they're health club for the body. It takes practice. It takes yes. work to figure out. How to speak right? How, if I'm going to bring music, I'm going to play music. Is it pertinent that I play my guitar? Is it pertinent that I put music in? Is it pertinent how I'm expressing myself? Am I staying on topic? You know, speaking. You can take all the training classes you want, but you got to go to the hard knocks. You've got to go to hard, hard work. Now, yeah. hard work doesn't mean you're losing sleep. Hard mm -hmm. work means that to me, and this is this is what I've defined it as differently. It's so I'm working harder now than I ever had in my life. When I did my old job, I could do it with my eyes closed. And I mm -hmm. loved it. This, I'm tired at the end of the day. I'm not physically tired. I'm mindfully tired. I'm right. just really tired. And so what I've learned for me, and especially in the system I'm teaching, uh, I do a lot of prayer meditation all the time. So mm -hmm. I turn the lights down in my studio, turn some music on. I lay down on my mat. I, don't, I can't sit like those gurus. I, I would I'd be go to a chiropractor the rest of my life if I had to. I, but I just lay down and I don't really sleep, but I go into my mindfulness, my, my training, the things that I've done for myself. Mm -hmm. And one of them is called the faucet and all these different things. And suddenly, and I, and, I, and I let go, let God, I trust that whatever's going to happen, I don't need to set an alarm. I don't need to do this. And that's one thing. I, I, how do you, uh, from your experience in life, and I keep learning this more and more every time I do interviews and every time every day gets stronger and stronger. The more I let my faith, my guidance, whether you call it God or Krishna or whatever you want to call it, cup yep. of coffee, it's over 115 names that I've uh, found so far in God in the world. And some of those civilizations don't even exist anymore. But I put my total trust in God. And yes. when I do that, it's, I don't know if it's a more relaxing, but I'm learning Every day, more and more, it gets stronger that those nervous things that make you nervous, everybody's got nervous habits when they go stuff, it's disappearing. Now, it doesn't mean mm -hmm. that it's not there, but how do, you, how do you relate to, how can you tell people in your experience that faith really helped you solidify and be clear of those little God winks that happened to you were the right direction? 
Yeah. So good question. So for me, while I did all the, we talked about, you know, my journey of going to getting a coach and doing the training and business systems and leadership and all that stuff. What I found was, was two things. And the way I look at life is, is kind of in, I have a five pillars framework. And the way I look at life objectively is first uh, with the faith pillar, second with the family and relationships pillar, third with the fitness and health, and then fourth is the finance and making money pillar. And then fifth is our foundation pillar. And what foundation is to me, it's the bottom that kind of holds up the other four pillars. And foundation is our ability to be, it's, it's our integrity. It's our truth, right? And there's there's a relationship between your success and how absolutely you truth absolutely truthful you are with yourself and others in terms of, of being real, not making excuses, keeping the promises that you make to yourself, right? Because self-confidence comes from the comp, the promises that we make with ourselves and being, being a man of our, of our word or a person of our word. But for me, when I started to understand these different areas of life, I was really lacking in my, my fitness, health, and nutrition. So I kind of started working on that. That got a little bit better. But I, I was, I was raised Catholic. I put, I went to Catholic school. My father was atheist. My mom was Catholic. I went to Catholic school and my dad was a drinker and was abusive. So something got crisscrossed and and the wires got crossed with spirituality and God and everything when I was very young. So I didn't believe in anything for most of my life. And on my development journey, I, I kept, I would grow and fix things and leadership would get better and business would get better and money. And then I started working on my my health and stuff, but I just still didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Something didn't feel complete. I'm like, what's missing? I can't, I can't, I can't figure it out, but there's, there's something wrong still. I've yeah, done everything you it. can do. What's this- left. And I was running from on, on the spirit of truth, right? I was running from truth that I had what my friend, Steve Weatherford, who is a friend of mine and a big time, you know, man of God and Jesus. He said, I was there. You have a God hole. He's like, when are you going Ooh. to, you have a God hole. When are you going to step in? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to step into that. <laughs> so long story short, you know, two and a half years later, I have really embraced my spiritual path. I've been a spiritual mutt for a while, trying different things and reading and research and Buddhism and Hinduism, oh, yeah. you know, the Catholic church and and all this stuff and Jesus and Christianity and everything. But I've just kind of been figuring it out myself. But really what I've done mostly is just like what you said, just prayer and meditation, prayer and meditation. And I'm finding my path now through that. But I, I was, I feel complete now. Like I've connected, I've connected to God and I wouldn't say that I've figured it all out. I don't know if we ever do until we depart, right? right Until right. we make the ultimate exit and we go to the big kingdom. But <laughs> I don't have a hole anymore. I've found my meaning. I've found my purpose through God, being a servant of the Lord, helping other people, you know, helping them grow, having conversations with them, coaching people. But on the circling that back around to what I call force, right? Or just surrender. And to me, it, what I've learned is the more that I force and try to control outcomes, yep. the universe flexes back on me, right? That's it. <laughs> you hit it real good. Say that again. Say that again. Yeah. I love the way you so said it. So let me say, say it again. again. So Please. here's how it works. 
for those of you on the up and coming spiritual path, right? <laughs> and it's not to say that you can't like be active and set goals and make outcomes, you know, happen for sure. But it seems like when you get, when you cross that line from intention to desperation or from surrender to control, that's when the universe, God, whatever, him, her, whatever you believe, <laughs> will flex back and kind of laugh and smile and say, no, I'm sorry. This is my system that you play in, right? <laughs> Where for me, most of my life, being a control freak, high ego, type A personality, you know, I'm going to control everything. And I finally realized that, okay, this is not my game to control. I have to play within the rules of the game. And the more that I embrace surrender, the more the universe, I believe, gets what it wants out of me. And then in turn, I'm, I'm reciprocating with the universe and then I just get what I want back. Right. But I have to be careful because I'm an entrepreneur, because I'm a go getter, I can easily overstep the blind there and start pushing too hard. And then that's when I get myself anxiety Bingo. and stress Bingo. and worked up too much. And then things just start to not work right. This just happened to me a few weeks ago, you know, with coaching. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on the sales mission. I got to find more customers. You know what I mean? I want more people to talk to because I love it. I love helping people. But then I had to remind myself, okay, one, I can't save the world. You know, there's a hundred, just in each back alone, there's 145,000 air conditioning contractors. So oh. I had to remind myself of that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, stop pushing because uh, you're getting yourself worked up sleep patterns, like going down. I'm like, okay, no, you're now you're forcing. So I had to do some prayer and meditation around that and kind of reset and reboot and get back in my flow. And then the universe served me up a nice big new client back East that wants to grow and they want my services and they're hungry and they, they like the synergies and the magic. Like they, we signed up and I'm flying there in three weeks. So I'm going to help them take their company to the next level. So it's, it's really interesting, you know, and for those of you listening that, that are on the spiritual path, like when I first started on this journey, it sounded a little, it sounded a little foo-foo-y or hippy dippy or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Especially for me, a hardcore blue collar, you know, guy like raised by an atheist father when I stepped my toes in the spiritual path or journey, it was at first I was like, okay. So it took me a while to get on board, but I can speak now with utmost truth and certainty that this is the universe's game. And there is a system out there that's much bigger than us that we, that we don't get to tell, we don't get to control it or, or manipulate it. You like think you can, you think you can, you, we think we can, right? Yeah. No, you can't do crap. Um, yeah. but we're, we're like empty tubes. And yes. if you spiritually yep. connect through the, I call it the universal mind of God, the spirits and the angels, and they create your discovery, awakening, transformation, and then you get in touch with your Ajinoi, which is your soul knowledge. Then it right. gives you an image in your mind, tells you what to do. But these things take a lot of work. And, and, of work. and that's why I said force before. And to continue on what I said, you, you hit it right on the head by coincidence, which I don't believe in. Force. When I was forcing the musical, I'm forcing and forcing. I'm, I'm going to find somebody. Somebody's going to buy it. I have it this I know what right. I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And one of my best friends, she, her name is Leanne. She goes, let me ask you, you've been doing this for about eight or nine months. If somebody gave you a million dollars, do you know any producers? No. You know any directors? No. Do you know? She went down this list because she's been in her own yep. business for a long time. She goes, you're going down the wrong path. Pray for some. Why don't you do that Ajinoi thing you were talking about? I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, but, 
Well, yes, but that was that was God and the universal mind, the spirits and angels. Those are the people that are, that are those coincidences, those things that come into your life. And when yep. you are of faith, understanding, you I give, I understand. And you said, if you're forcing and you can't sleep at night, and that's when the body, the mind goes crazy, the body goes crazy. That means your blood pressure goes up, your stomach. I start coughing, or everybody's got some weird, stupid thing they they go. If your mind, you want to know what your mind's in. Look at your body. What is your body in? If you're not sleeping, you're getting up three in the morning, you're in the wrong place. Yep. And so you take your time. Don't rush. Like you said, this doesn't happen overnight. And I and I was I was really looking forward to talking with you about this and how this whole thing, not so much the HVAC, but how you have learned how to contribute to empowering others, which empowers ourselves, do unto others. And giving, when you give more than what's expected, whether you get paid for it or not. Yep. You get a hundred percent in return, and it's yes. not necessarily always money. It's not necessarily always spirituality or faith. It's some kind of thing. Maybe you go to dinner with somebody. Maybe I don't know. I mean, th- if I didn't meet this person with the, uh, locally here about the musical, and she knew somebody who knew somebody on the other side, which I never knew. I know you can't know. I don't know anybody in entertainment. I do now. Mm-hmm. It's like she loves your idea. Let's do this. I'm like, what? You know, and and then you know, suddenly I'm like, okay, I got to think differently. I'm gonna pay some money for this. How can I then start getting some money over here? Because you got to start thinking in different ways, but you also don't want to force it because you're going to fear. When that right. stuff happens, it's something like, I just got this great opportunity to do this. The first thing the mind does goes, you're going to fail. You're going to screw it up. You're not going to have enough money. They're lying to you. They're not going to do it. You're not going to protect her. Well, guess what? I had to hire an IP attorney, which this mm-hmm. friend of mine here local is. I didn't even never talk to an IP attorney. This is the coolest guy. He does IP for like Barney and all these other shows. He's been doing it for 40 years ago. There's an IP attorney, another niche, another one. There you go. Another and one. He yeah. goes, and he goes, don't worry about it. Everything's good. And don't do this. Don't do this. Talk to me first. And I had to show him some stuff and I'm thinking, okay, here's the truth. You know, I know my mind. I know my, it's gonna, this guy's going to screw you. He's going to charge you a thousand dollars. He charged me like a hundred bucks. And, and it's like, what happens is when the musical gets sold to whomever, that's when it costs money because you don't want to screw up. You know, when people tell me, well, I closed my house. And I didn't use the lawyer. I'm not spending the money. I said, really? Did you include your washer and dryer in the mortgage? Well, yeah. What's wrong with that? That $500 uh, dryer is now going to cost you $5,000 in 30 years. You know, you need people, like you said, use the old saying, spend money to make money smartly. You know, if you don't have a million dollars that he's Matt's doing, Matt had to earn that money first, but he's doing it and it comes back a hundred times full. And now he's passing on to everybody else too. So I wanted to talk about... um, we talked about business, health, relationship, mindset, uh, purpose, and we covered everything. And I didn't even look at my notes. So let me, I want to talk about, because we could go on for a long time, your book. It's not out yet. What is the book about? And the and, and, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious. What's the title of the book? What, yep. When it's coming out and why you did it? Yeah. So, I, so the name of my book is The Blue Collar King's Blueprint for Success, Oops. How to Create an Abundantly Fulfilled Lifestyle and turn your service business into an eight-figure cash flow machine. So my book is, is actually out. It, drop, it dropped in um, the end of November. So the book, the book is out already on Amazon. You can okay. also get the Audible version of it and Kindle. Okay. So in my book, what I talk about, I tell my story, kind of my journey starts a little bit of what we talked about already. How I started as a little kid growing up blue collar and then where I started in the trades in, in 97. And what I break down is that five pillars framework in my book of what I've learned and all the processes that I've gone through and all the, you know, the trials and tribulations 
and how I finally came to realize as I was growing my business that everything's interconnected. And my business ceiling was actually tied to my ceiling in the other pillars of this framework, if you will. And then ultimately, what everyone, what everyone truly wants is, is to feel good, right? So I really love the words abundance and fulfillment and instead of success, because I know, I know some people that are multimillionaires, they chase, 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 and they get to the end of their journey and they still have that hole, right? And they go, what happened? And that they've been chasing, trying to fill something inside of them, the next Lamborghini, the next jet, the next, whatever it, what have you, right? The next business. And then now they're, they're 50, 60 or 70 years old. Empty. I didn't even know a, a billionaire that my pastor was telling us a story about in a, in a private one-on-one conversation, a, a, a multi-billionaire in real estate that we know in our, in our little circle that you would think he reached the pinnacle, right, of, of success, but he's, he's internally unhappy and he has an unlimited amount of, of wealth, but he is spiritually and emotionally and internally bankrupt, right? He's financially, financially very successful, but he is, he's internally, he's bankrupt, right? So yeah. that's what I talk about in my book is how all these things are, are interconnected and my journey of what I went through to finally come to this realization that you can, you can whip things up. And one of the pillars you can like, you have some people that are really good at fitness and health, but they're probably not making a lot of money or maybe they're spiritually unhappy or maybe their relationships aren't so good. And you might have someone that's really good in business, right? Like you could become a multimillionaire or a billionaire, but if you look at two or three of the other pillars, we're lacking there. And in order to get to a place of abundance and fulfillment, fulfillment to not only have maybe financial freedom or freedom in these other areas, but to feel, to, 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 to have an emotional feeling of being fulfilled and feel like you're living an abundant, purposeful life. It's an all-inclusive game. You have to be focusing on all these areas of your life. You can't just focus on one or two. You have to do work in all these pillars. And me today, I'm working on all these pillars. Every day I'm touching the pillar. I touch each thing. I touch things with my, my faith and mindset. I touch things with my family relationships. I do work actively on my fitness, health, and nutrition. I'm working on my finance, what I call finance and serving others, and then taking money. And how can I use that money to help other people grow, give money, tithe, right? Charity, send money to, to Africa to help people get food and take some of the money and invest it into my coaching business to help people get off the ground. Like that's right. the whole art of the game. And that's kind of what I break down and talk about in my book. Uh, that, that's fantastic because I mean, you know, what I, what I do is, you know, every year I take what I have made and then uh, donate 5% of it. Now I don't tell anybody do what I do it to. I don't do it for kudos. I don't want to pet. For you. That's a for you thing. It's, and it's and for I you feel, and God. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. And I'm not doing that for anybody but me because I've yep. gotten so many blessings in my life and I still am. Um, and, and it continues because I don't believe, uh, I don't believe their mistakes and things. I think these are opportunities to learn from whether it's the worst, you know, everybody says, oh, it's the worst, you know, in my belief system, I'm not really, I wasn't scared. I was always very spiritual anyway, but, and I got that from my mom and stuff and other people, my family, but I'm not scared about death. I'm not feared. I'm not, you know, people going, oh, they passed away. No, they died. Guess what? Right. You can't stop this. And you know, we're talking about the billionaire. Can't yep. take it with you. you the can't Egyptians take it with you. tried it. 
they yep. can't take it with them. And yeah. you know what what you do here, what you make difference with your family, your friends, your spouses, your what who, uncles, aunts, whoever it is that you touch in your life. A lot of times, you know, you're going to be doing things and speaking. You won't even hear about anything. But once in a while, somebody comes to you, know, Matt, you said X, Y, Z, and I never thought about it that way. I got a chill down my back, and I'm not going to forget that. I really want to thank you for being here and just saying that. They're like, um, okay. And, yeah. and it's a compliment. I mean, I did a, another seminar la, uh, last night, my, my first one in jam, January for a health club. And at the end, people were, people were clapping. I'm like, I'm, and it's hard because in my mind, I'm thinking, clapping? What are you clapping? They liked it. <laughs> so I had to be, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I'm like, I don't deserve this. You know, I'm not yep. doing it for that. I said, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And oh, by the way, next week is the meditation class. I, I wish you guys could all come and it's going to be uh -huh. great. It's going to be collaborative. And I just love what I'm doing and I'm doing what I love. And I know it sounds very cliche like to the audience. And I know they've seen this a hundred thousand times and they hear this all the time in every interview uh, in some form or another. Really sit down, get some quiet time, get some silent meditation time or spirit, whatever word, call it a yeah. cup of coffee. If you, at the end of the day, you want a corned beef sandwich and a pickle and it makes you feel close to God, bye, George, have that corned beef sandwich and a it? pickle, you know, but just make it work. So you've left a lot of good comments and really good things, but I, I leave the audience one inspirational idea or phrase that you can tell the audience going, oh, I like that. And then we'll we'll close out the show. Yeah, so that's a uh, man closing this up or wrapping it up in one phrase. Here's what I would do: I'd rather lead people with a with a strategy, right? More maybe more of an action thing to do. Keep searching. If there's something inside of you that doesn't feel right, you have to keep going. Your body's talking to you. God's talking to you. Something is speaking to you. Trust your intuition. Don't trust the people that are around you. Don't trust your family. Don't listen to the drama. Don't follow all the crap on Instagram or social media. Get yourself in a new environment. Go to an event. Talk to a coach. Go to a new church. Go to multiple churches. Get yourself around some different energy, some different frequencies, some people that are thinking different and doing life differently, and keep chasing and think more about purpose and impact than you do about about money and finances. And like what you said earlier, Philip, you know, when we start serving others, then the universe is going to give us what we want. And if you help, if you help more people, if you help enough people get what they want in life, then the universe is going to give you exactly what what you want in life. So that's what I would close out with is 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 chase it. Chase that, chase that dream, chase that passion and figure it out so you can get to a place where you no longer are wondering or no longer or lost or no longer like where I was, where I had a God hole inside me and I just felt empty. Uh, thank you. Sorry. That, I know that wasn't a no. one phrase thing. No, 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 no. You I, can... That's what I wanted to say. No, it was perfect. It doesn't have to be a phrase. It yep. can be a lesson learned. And I know it can be anything. And, and it, it, the God hole, I love that term God hole because you, 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 there's, we've all known people in our lives, whether they're, it's rich or a family or whatever it is. And they, and they're like, you know, I'm still something missing, you know, yeah. and, and don't, you know, you don't want to spend your uh, wealth for health and your health for wealth. You, right. you know, what is too much? What's too little? What's important to you? If it's important to be a multi-billionaire by George, go for it. Uh, for me. And I, I don't know. It sounds like Matt, similarly money, yeah, money's important. But my sure. family's more important. My health yes. is more important. And yep. being there 
for my kids, my grandkids, or for my friends, or my family, whatever it is. That's right. I can't take that away. And and being quote famous, what? Who cares? The whole exactly. thing. Find your niche. Uh, Matt has got a great. I love the blue. I'm looking at it right now because we're we're. It's a podcast, but I could say blue collar king. Got the line with the king on top. Go check out his website. Go talk to him. If there's something that you think that whether you're in that business or not. Or maybe you can get some good coaching to kind of help you along. This is someone that is very spiritually connected. We're, we're, we're saying the same words. And I'll tell you, in this show, I'm attracting more people in that right energy, and Love I've it. never met them before. And it's like, it's worth because it's a God hole. You're filling that hole, and those people will find you. And you find them, and they just come back. It just, it just blows my mind. Man, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And remember, it is more important to express your thinking thoughts and not the thoughts you are thinking, the jabber, 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 all that noise. That is what is called conscious communication. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Conscious Communication. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also get more great information at ConsciousCommunicationPodcast.com.